Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82. A Psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good morning, everyone in the United States and around the world uh, for time zones that do allow for it being the morning. This is uh, Kennard speaking. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. Uh, Today we're going to talk about how to seek the kingdom of God, and I'm going to reveal biblically what the kingdom of God is. But first, uh, we're going to review some some world news here briefly, figure out what's going on in the Middle East right now. I know that Obama authorized bomb strikes in the Middle East, and I'm going to World Watch Daily Koenig International News website www.watch.org and he has a headline here matter of fact this <coughs> excuse me this website you should go to on a consistent basis because he uh, William does a pretty good job of keeping you up to date with what's going on in the Middle East anyway uh, there's a headline here it says second strike US warplanes drop more bombs on ISIS or ISIS that's the acronym forces and it says, U.S. air missions, aid deliveries, and further efforts to weaken militants in Iraq will be, I quote, be a long-term project, end of quote. But U.S. combat troops will not return to the ground, President Barack Obama said Saturday. In a nationally televised news conference, the president said that sending U.S. troops back to Iraq would create a large cost with meager returns, especially in the absence of a structured Iraqi. And so anyway, uh, we're doing that. Uh, we're protecting our, our uh, oil interests again as we have done ever since the 1990s with the first Iraqi war. Now keep in mind that Iraq is in the area of ancient Babylon. And I know that we have a military structure or a base there. And so it's it's very possible that we could just totally take over that area soon. So what what we need to do is keep an eye on Iraq and in the Middle East. We have a hurricane um, that's, as she says, Izell passes Hawaii residents brace for Hurricane Julio. And so Hawaii is being hit with hurricanes here. It hasn't happened in quite a while. An eye on that as well. 100% of California is facing a drought. Um, that's unfortunate. That's what's going on domestically here in this country. And let's look at more domestic news here. I'm going to go to the economic collapse blog. And if you're by your PC, you could uh, certainly go there along with me here. The economic collapse blog.com. Uh, this website uh, was created by Michael uh, Snyder, and uh, some real good information on his website. 
Uh, he states here, are you prepared for the coming economic collapse in the next Great Depression? Most people aren't. Most people don't understand that God commands us to be uh, prepared for any emergencies. Um, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3, if you want to turn there here quickly, it states the following, a prudent man. Now, what's a prudent man? Prudent in the Hebrew means arom, and it means cunning, subtle. So, so a subtle and crafty man foresees the evil and hides himself. Hides himself. And that's what we need to do. We need to hide ourselves, not only from any emergencies, from, but from the confusion of Babylon. Babylon in Hebrew means confusion. He says, a prudent or cunning man foresees the evil and hides himself, but the simple, what is simple in Hebrew? Pethi. It means silly, foolish. So the silly and, and, and foolish people, they pass on and they are punished. And as I stated many times, we are certainly living in the Genesis, the beginning of the days of Noah and Lot. How do I know? Well, let me go to Luke chapter 17 and tell you how I know. Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 26. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. 27. They did eat, they drank, they married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Verse 28. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sowed, they planted, they built it. Verse 29. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Verse 30, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. And verse 31, in that day he which shall be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. And he gives us a warning here. Remember Lot's wife. What did she do? She looked back. The Bible tells us in Revelation 18, verse 4, to come out of confusion. Come out, come out of Babylon. That's what we need to do, ladies and gentlemen. And we have to come completely out. We have to come out of this false economic system that is based on debt. Come out of that. So, this website gives you some good information about gold coins, silver coins, emergency food, uh, preppers, and he has a headline here that is very uh, distinctive. It says, it is becoming clear we are not prepared for an Ebola pandemic. And he states here, the United States is woefully unprepared for an Ebola outbreak. If you don't know what the Ebola virus is, it's the uh, unfortunate circumstance of this virus spreading in West Africa right now. The worst is, is the uh, they never had an outbreak like this before in reference to this particular virus, and I think it's already contaminated four or five countries, and they have two what I like to call guinea pigs here in the United States, and so we have to be prepared for this because let me reveal something to you. A scripture just popped in my head uh, in Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 14. Ezekiel chapter 14. This country is being judged mightily as I speak because of his acceptance of homosexuality. And it's going to continue to be judged until hopefully we repent. Uh, and, I, and, and I know God hopes this nation repents. So... Uh, that is the hope anyway. Ezekiel 14, verse 12. The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me, trespassing grievously as we are right now, and this is any land, uh, hold your place in Ezekiel chapter 14. I want to quote a prophecy by the prophet Jeremiah, who, by the way, remember, he is a prophet not only to Israel, the 12 tribes, but also to the entire world. He's, he's a prophet to the nations. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 7. 
at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation, this is any nation, and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. Verse 8 of Jeremiah chapter 18. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, do Teshuvah, repent. He says, I will repent or change of the evil that I thought to do unto them. All right, so this applies to any nation. doesn't make a difference who. He doesn't play favorites. Now back to Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 13. Son of man, when the land sins, any land around the world, against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand upon it and will break the staff of bread, the ability to take care of yourself, socioeconomics, and will send famine upon it and will cut off man and beast from it. Verse 14 of Ezekiel chapter 14. Though these three men... Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it. They should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness. What's righteousness? Psalm 119, verse 172, tells you that righteousness is all the Torah, the commandments of Yah. Verse 15 of Ezekiel chapter 14, If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it, so that it be desolate, that no man may pass through because of the beasts, Verse 16 of Ezekiel chapter 14. These three men were in it. Though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters. They only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. Verse 17. Or if I bring a sword, that's symbolic of war, military uh, invasion upon that land, and say, sword, go through the land so that I cut off man and beast from it. Verse 18. Though these three men were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they only shall be delivered themselves. Verse 19 is a key verse in the context of the Ebola virus. Or if I send pestilence into that land and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off from it man and beast. Verse 20, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, says the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter, they shall deliver their own souls by their righteousness. Again, they shall deliver their own souls by their righteousness, which means by doing right, keeping the commandments, keeping the Torah. Verse 21, For thus says the Lord God, How much more when I send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem? The sword, the famine, the noise and beast, and pestilence to cut off from it man and beast. So, this doesn't just apply to Jerusalem, because Jerusalem is the center and capital of the world, it applies to any nation. Because remember, uh, Jeremiah is a prophet to the nations, and really all the prophetic books is not just focusing on Israel, but focusing on anyone that wants to follow Israel. The Bible is for everyone. Israel should should be a light to the nations. And if it's a light to the nations, that means the nations are in darkness and they need direction. And Israel should be that light to show them how to live at peace. Because, how do we live at peace? Let's turn to Psalm 119 to find out. Psalm 119, verse 165. 165. It states, great peace. Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace have they which love thy Torah or law. And nothing shall offend them or cause them to stumble. And then verse 166 of Psalm 119, Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation. When you hope for salvation, what do you do? You do the commandments. You obey the commandments. That's how you hope for salvation. All right. And so let me read this because this is important. It is becoming clear. We are not prepared for Ebola. Faces woefully unprepared for an Ebola outbreak. If a pandemic were to erupt, the very limited number of hospital labs and isolation units that we currently have would be rapidly overwhelmed. Yes, we may be able to provide, I quote, state-of-the-art care, end of quote, for a handful of people, but if thousands or millions of Americans get the virus, you can forget about it. Our health industry is already stretched, incredibly thin, and we simply do not have the resources to handle a tsunami of high-risk Ebola patients. And of course, conventional medicine does not have a cure for Ebola anyway. The, I quote, experimental drug, end of quote, that is being used on the two American health professionals with the disease seems to be helping them. But even if it does 
turn out to be safe, and even if it is approved for the general public, it will still be a long time before there is ever enough of the drug for everyone. So let us hope that we do not see a full-blown Ebola pandemic in this country, because if we do, we could potentially see millions of people die. And let's, let's hope and pray that the leaders of this country, that other people in this country, uh, collectively repent of the abomination of homosexuality, of the abomination of abortions, of other abominations that are being allowed, uh, the abomination of, of charging interest uh, in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 13, uh, the abomination of being in debt, uh, all of these things that we um, are in right now that's causing the destruction of this country we need to repent of. Another headline here, CDC getting dozens of calls about people who are ill after traveling in Africa. Uh, I need to read this because this is certainly major. Should we be alarmed that the CDC has received, I quote, several dozen calls, end of quote, from hospitals around the country, I quote, about people who are ill after traveling in Africa, end of quote. As you will read about below, a lot more Ebola testing has been going on around the nation than we have been hearing about in the mainstream media. Figures they don't want the, the, uh, the general public to panic. I can understand the need to keep people calm, but don't we have a right to know what is really going on? Of course we do. And the media has also been very quiet about the fact that Ebola is now potentially spreading to even more countries. As you will read about below, a Liberian man just died from Ebola in Morocco, and a man that traveled to Saudi Arabia from Sierra Leone on Sunday night is being tested for Ebola after exhibiting, I quote, symptoms of the viral hemorrhagic fever, end of quote. Top officials in the U.S. keep assuring us that everyone is going to be just fine, but the truth is that this is a crisis that is beginning to spiral out of control. Tuesday, the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, told Time Magazine that it had received dozens of calls from all over the United States about people that had gotten sick after traveling to Africa. Folks, let's prepare for a potential pandemic. And he states here, uh, another headline, what will it mean if the potential Ebola victim in New York City actually has the virus? And so let's let's uh, pay attention to what's on this website. I highly recommend you thoroughly study this website. It has a lot of good, helpful information. We are certainly living in the days of lot, ladies and gentlemen, with rampant homosexuality spreading around the world. We must do what Noah did since these are the days of Noah and Lot, because they were both similar. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11 and see what God said about Noah and what we should be doing since these are the days of Noah. Hebrews 11, verse 7, By faith, Noah, being warned of things, have... Let me repeat myself again. (laughs) Hebrews 11, verse 7, By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, prophecy, moved with fear, not cowardly fear, but common sense fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith or trust. Ladies and gentlemen, we should be doing that as well. We should be doing that as well. And I can certainly show you how. What I recommend you do is get educated on strategic relocation. What you need to do is type in strategic relocation on YouTube and look at a free two-hour video on how to strategically escape in your area. Number two, well, actually, number one above what I just said about strategic relocation, you need to get close to Yah. You need to start obeying the Torah because in Proverbs, the first chapter. This is a prophecy. Verse 22 of Proverbs chapter 1. How long, you simple ones? Simple ones are people who are silly and foolish. Will you love simplicity? How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Silly people hate knowledge. 
turn at my reproof or correction. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. When, if you don't want to read the Bible, if you don't have any desire to study the Bible, he will not give you the ability to understand it. This is what this is talking about in verse 23. Turn you at my correction. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. But if you resist those words, he's not going to give you the ability to understand those words. Verse 24, because I have called and you refuse. I have stretched out my hand and no man regard it. Verse 25, but you have set at naught all my counsel and with none of my reproof. Verse 26, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. You don't want the great God to laugh when all these things occur, ladies and gentlemen, at you and not protect you. Verse 26. Verse 27, rather, when your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind or hurricane, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, verse 28, then they shall call upon me, but I will not answer. They seek me early, but they shall not find me. Verse 29, for that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Proverbs 8, verse 13 says, the fear of the Lord, Proverbs 8, verse 13, is to hate evil. You have to hate evil. Verse 30, they would none of my counsel, they despise all, not some of it, all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way. When the Bible talks about bearing fruit, it's talking about walking the right way. But there's, there's wicked fruit and evil fruit. You, wanna, you want to walk the right way, you should bear good fruit. Therefore should they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Verse 32. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools, security, abundance. He says that you can be a fool and be prosperous. Yes, you can. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But verse 33 of Proverbs 1 is the key verse I wanted to get to. But whosoever hearkens unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. You can go to the bank with that scripture, ladies and gentlemen. Also, you need to be meditating on Psalm 91, which is a fantastic psalm to meditate on, which proves that if you put God first, and we're going to be talking about this, how to seek the kingdom of God. Psalm chapter 91, verse 1. He that dwells in the secret place, and this is interesting, secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There is a secret place for those to dwell on this earth. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Verse 3. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. I guess I'll read the whole thing. I'm inspired to do it. From the noisome pestilence that is coming, this Ebola virus, if God doesn't have mercy on us, it's coming, ladies and gentlemen, and he, and he may still. But the mercy is not unlimited, folks. It's going to run out. We have to repent. He's tired of this wicked world. But for those who obey his commandments, don't worry about the Ebola virus. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4, he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Verse 5, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, for the arrow that flies by day, or bullet. Verse 6, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Verse 7, a thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. When you fellowship with like-minded believers, you're dwelling with the Lord. Verse 10, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling. And Revelation 18, verse 4 says, Come out of Babylon, so that you will not receive her plagues. And verse 10 says in Psalm 91, There shall no evil befall thee, 
neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling if you come out of Babylon. Completely come out of her. Verse 11 of Psalm 91. But he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Verse 12. They shall bear thee up in their hands that thou dash thy foot against the stone. Lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Verse 13 in Psalm 91. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. Verse 15, he shall call upon me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. Verse 16, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And let's get one thing straight about knowing his name. In Psalm 105, Psalm 105, verse 1, it states plainly about knowing his name. Psalm 105, verse 1. Psalm 105, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name, colon. Let's continue. Make known his deeds among the people. And so when you call upon his name, what you're doing is making his deeds known among the people. And, of course, his deeds is righteousness. Psalm 119, verse 172 is keeping the commandments. In verse 4 of Psalm 105, it says, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Verse 5 of Psalm 105, Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. So let's do that. And let's keep, stay close to Yah. If you want more information about uh, how to come out of Babylon, please email me at kennard at mercifulservantsofgod.com. That's kennard at mercifulservantsofgod.com. Again, my email address is kennard at mercifulservantsofgod.com. Feel free to go to my website. It's mercifulservantsofgod.com. That's mercifulservantsofgod.com and request to be put on my newsletter list. Um, usually, I, I do send a monthly <laughs> newsletter. Lately, I, I think I didn't send one in uh, July. I'm, I'm so busy, but uh, I do the best I can to inform you of what's going on in the world and even more important than that, how to live, how to keep the Torah, how to live righteously. Okay, so... I'm going to talk about today how to seek the kingdom of God. We all must learn how to do this, ladies and gentlemen. Turn to Matthew. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 33. It says, but seek ye first. Does it say second or third? No. First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and Righteousness, again, is Psalm 119, verse 172, all the commandments of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. What things? He's talking about food and clothes. Matthew 6, verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 32, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Gentiles are individuals that don't believe in the true God. They worship the unknown God. It's unknown to them because they ignorantly worship him. They have not been called to understand who he is yet. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all these things. And hold your place here. Let me prove something to you. And um, John, John chapter 6, John chapter 6, verse 44, it says, No man can come to me except the Father, which hath sent me, draw him or influences him. And I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 45 of John chapter 6. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. 
Every man, therefore, that have heard and have learned of the Father comes unto me. And so that is the process. That is the process and, and something else that, that you need to know and need to understand is that he's everybody right now is not being called. And I know that may be a shock to you when I say that, but it's true. In first Peter chapter four, verse seventeen, it states the following Time is come that judgment must begin at the assembly of Yah. The assembly of Yah are those who are being called right now to be his bride, to be the Messiah's bride. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel be? Or what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? In verse 18, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, that word scarcely in the Greek means with difficulty be saved, where shall the ungodly and sinner appear? And it says, wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their, their lives, to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. And so right now, judgment is beginning with the assembly, those who know better. He's not judging the whole world right now. That's what your Bible indicates. And as far as the kingdom of God is concerned, uh, this can maybe be a shock to you, but I'm going to read to you what our Lord said about the kingdom of God as a whole, as far as people understanding what it is. Um, he states here plainly in Mark 4, verse 11. Mark 4, verse 11, he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. Verse 12. That seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, that not at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. So um, at this time, they were not certain people that God did not wish to know uh, the truth. And in John chapter 9, let's understand something here. John 9, verse 39. John 9, verse 39. And Jesus said, or Yeshua said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and they that which see might be made blind. Verse 40. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are, are we blind also? Verse 41 is a, it's a key scripture. Yeshua said unto them, If you were blind, you, should, you would have no sense. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. So he's telling that people that have been blinded to the glorious gospel, they have no sin. They they don't know. They don't know what's right or what's wrong. And so he, he's not going to uh, severely judge them at this time. Now there's another scripture for you to understand here. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, verse 47. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. So that's me. That's other people uh, that understand they should keep the Torah, uh, which is living the life of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has something to do with a way of life as well as a literal government that's going to be set up when the Messiah comes back. I'm going to explain that to you a little more in detail in a minute. But Luke chapter 12, verse 47, And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. Verse 48 of uh, Luke chapter 12, But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For to whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him they will ask the more. All right? And so... Let's understand something that, that Yah will give everybody an opportunity to understand Him. He will give everyone an opportunity to understand who He is because how can He judge you fairly? And, and God is a, is a fair judge. And I'm going to 
do some Bible studies to explain that in further detail in future programs. Um, but he certainly, here's a, here's a scripture to remember here, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So that's, that's his desire, ladies and gentlemen. He wants all men to be saved. That's his desire. Unfortunately, all men won't be saved, but that is his desire. He will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth because there's a lake of fire for a reason, <clears throat> which means that he's going to give everyone an opportunity to understand the knowledge of the truth. So anyway, getting back to the kingdom of God and seeking the kingdom of God, we, we have to put him first, his way of life first. Um, the Messiah and John the Baptist, when they were on the earth, they were both teaching the people to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. Kingdom of God is at hand, and it certainly is at hand now. Uh, the genesis of it has begun spiritually, but the entire kingdom of God is not set up on the earth yet. But the believers of Yah, they should be living the kingdom of God now. In Mark chapter 1, verse 14, it states plainly, Now after that Johannan or John was put in prison, Yeshua came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. At hand means uh, in, in, though in Greek. And it means to make near, to, to be approached says, repent, uh, or change ye, or twist, or turn turn back, and believe the gospel. Believe the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God, which involves a literal government being set up. Um, let me prove that to you in Daniel. Daniel, chapter 7. Daniel, chapter 7. Daniel chapter 7, and this is, really is a key uh, chapter for you to uh, study. Daniel chapter 7, verse 17. These great beasts which are four are four kings which shall arise out of the earth, verse 18 of Daniel chapter 7. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. All right, so this is talking about a literal physical kingdom. In verse 22 of Daniel chapter 7, actually uh, verse uh, 21 of Daniel chapter 7, Behold, I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Verse 22, Until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Possessed the kingdom. And so the saints who are being recruited right now, since the days of Abel, will be ruling with the Messiah. And so this is talking about a literal kingdom, um, a literal government. Isaiah chapter 9, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, of the increase of his government and peace shall there, wait a minute, Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David. Yes, the literal throne of David. And upon, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In other words, you can count on it. You can count on it, ladies and gentlemen. The Messiah is going to come back. And give us a peaceful world. The prophecy of the angel Gabriel. Luke chapter 1 verse 32. Actually let me start in verse 31. Luke 1 verse 31. And behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb. And bring forth a son. And shall call his name Yeshua. Verse 32. He shall be great. And shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give him unto the throne of his father David. Verse 33, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob, all the twelve tribes in the entire world, forever. And his kingdom 
and of his kingdom there shall be no end. No end, ladies and gentlemen. And so, kingdom is coming. The people of God are already living the kingdom, the way of life that the kingdom will require. But eventually, this, this whole kingdom, the physicality of it, will be a reality soon. Uh, Matthew chapter 19, for you to understand. Verse, Matthew 19, verse 27. It says, Then answered Peter, Matthew 19, Matthew chapter 19, verse 27, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? Verse 28 of Matthew chapter 19. And Yeshua said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, on the, King of da- uh, on the throne of David, you also shall sit upon twelve thrones, tribes of Israel. So he's saying that his Talmudim, or disciples, or apostles, they will all rule over one tribe of Israel when the Messiah comes back. So the whole world is going to be ruled by Jews uh, with Yeshua on the top of everybody and then you have the 12 apostles underneath him ruling over each of the 12 tribes. That's what your Bible says. And then in Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, verse 4 states plainly, And I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yeshua and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ and the Messiah a thousand years. And so the kingdom of God certainly involves rulership. It involves um, God taking over the governments of this world. So it certainly does involve that. So I'm trying to describe it so that you can understand what we're seeking and why you should seek it. Now, the kingdom of God also is a spiritual realm. And for proof of that, let's turn to um, Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. starting in verse 27. Luke chapter 9, verse 27. But I tell you of a truth, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God. Okay, so he's going to describe to you what the kingdom of God is here, so let's pay attention. Verse 28. And it came to pass about eight days after these sayings, he took Peter and John and James, and went up into a mountain to pray, verse 29, and as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistering. Verse 30, and behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah. Verse 31, who appeared in glory and spoke of his, of, of his decrease. Oh, I'm sorry, verse 31, who appeared in, in glory and spoke of his decease, I'm sorry, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. And so here we have the spirits of Moses and Elijah speaking to the Messiah, and they were having a current conversation back then anyway of what was going to happen to him in Jerusalem. And in verse 32 of Luke chapter 9, But Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were awake they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. In verse 33 of Luke chapter 9, And it came to pass that they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, or Yeshua, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. All right, so I will just read this to you. Obviously, the kingdom of God has something to do with the spirit realm. And I just wanted to read that to, to prove to you that it does have something to do with that. Now, kingdom means vast in Greek and it means royalty rule the realm so it's the royalty realm of Yah that's what the kingdom of God is and in 1st Peter uh, no, I'm sorry 1st Corinthians 1st Corinthians chapter 15 1st Corinthians chapter 15 
starting in verse 50. It says, Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood, so obviously the kingdom of God is something having to do with the spiritual world or dimension. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. So flesh and blood does not inherit it. So you have to be changed into spirit to be able to enter into this royalty realm of God, ultimately. Okay, so I, I, I hope you understand that. Because uh, the spirit world certainly has something to do with the kingdom of God. Now, in Mark 4, verse 26 to 33. Mark 4, 26 to 33. And he said, so is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground, in verse 27 in Mark chapter 4, and should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, and he knoweth not how. Verse 28, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear, verse 29. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is cut. 30 of Mark chapter 4, and he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God, or with what comparison shall we compare it with? Verse 31, It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth, it is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown or planted, it grows up and becometh greater than all the herbs, and shooteth out great branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. So this is talking about the genesis, the start of the establishment of the kingdom of God but it's going to expand all the way to the point of, of the Messiah coming back and taking over the rulership of the world. That's what it's talking about. And, of course, the the people that have kept his commandments and, and his Torah and instructions will be in that kingdom and will rule with him as a king priest. So that's what it's talking about in Revelation chapter 1. Revelation chapter 1, verse 6, and it says, and has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So those believers who are keeping Torah and keeping the Shabbat and holy days, they are training to be kings and priests to serve God, which your Bible says. All right, and in Mark chapter 10, verse 15, let's turn there. Mark 10, verse 15. says, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And what this is simply meaning, uh, hold your place in Mark 10, verse 15. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse um, 3. And he said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, changed, and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so, again, the kingdom of God is something that you enter to. You enter into a spiritual realm of perfection. Verse 4, Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as his little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And so we have to humble ourselves to enter the kingdom of Yah. There's a scripture that just popped up in my mind to really explain this. Revelation chapter 22. Verse 14, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. That's entering into the kingdom of God, ladies and gentlemen. For if you don't do your commandments, then you won't enter into the kingdom of God. You won't enter into the gates of the city of New Jerusalem. That's what it's talking about there. And so Mark chapter 10, verse 15, go down. Mark chapter 15, verse 23 to 31. And this is important because people, they focus too much on money, and money's not going to save you. Mark chapter 10, verse 23, And Yeshua looked round about and said unto his Talmudim, or disciples, how hardly shall they have riches enter into the kingdom of God? 
Verse 24, And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Yeshua answered again and said unto them, Children, how hard it is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? Verse 25, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And verse 26 of, of Mark chapter 10, And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? And verse 27, And Jesus, or Yeshua, look, looking upon them, said, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. And, and he states here in Mark chapter 10, verse 28, Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee, in verse 29. And Yeshua answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that have left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the Gospels. Verse 30. But he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, with difficulties, and in the world to come, eternal life. So we will receive blessings, ladies and gentlemen, but there's also going to be difficulties. And, and people... I find in this walk, <laughs> they don't want to face the difficulties. But he prophesied that there will be difficulties. And we have to face those difficulties to enter the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 14, verse 15. And when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things, he said unto him, Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Again, it's something that you should enter into, which flesh and blood has, has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Verse 16 of Luke chapter 14, Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many. In verse 17 of Luke chapter 14, And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. Verse 18, And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have brought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee that you have me excused. In verse 19 of Luke chapter 14, And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. In verse 20, And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. Verse 21, So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. In verse 22, And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commandment, and yet there is room. Verse 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Talking about his spiritual house of believers. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. And so let's, let's understand something. In verse 26 of Luke chapter 14, If any man come to me and hate not or uh, love less his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my Talmudim or disciple or student. Verse 27, And whosoever does not bear his cross and come up after me cannot be my disciple. So this this whole walk, ladies and gentlemen, is a sacrifice, and, and you must be willing to suffer. And if you're not willing to suffer, then, you, you, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> well, what are you doing? You have, to, you have to suffer with the Messiah, ladies and gentlemen, to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, the Bible is pretty plain about that. Pretty plain. Uh, Acts chapter 14, verse 22 states plainly, confirming the souls of the um, and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must through much tribulation tribulation in the Greek means pressure enter into the kingdom of God so this is not going to be a piece of cake folks so in verse First uh, Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 plainly states Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor uh, gay, being homosexual, uh, soft, nor abusers of themselves with mankind will enter the kingdom of God. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor um, people who are abusive, 
nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So let, let's understand that. And the kingdom of God, to summarize, is a spiritual realm. And the kingdom of God is also the government of God that will be set up on the earth when the Messiah comes back with all the angels and saints. Those that prove that they believe in God by obeying him will be changed into spirit and will be given responsibilities to help rule over the earth and the universe. Those humans that are left on the earth will be a, they will go through a, a trial of testing to prove to God that they do actually love him by obeying his commandments. It's like he states in the Gospels, Yeshua, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you don't keep his commandments, you don't love him. And so in Ephesians 5, verse 5, he says, For this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. And so that's very important to understand, ladies and gentlemen. And so to seek the kingdom of God, you have to put him first. You have to obey the commandments. You have to believe all, you have to believe in all the 66 books of the Bible. And you have to care about people. Uh, righteous people care about the poor. Uh, the Bible doesn't even consider you righteous if you don't care about the poor. Uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 7. It says, the righteous considereth. Considereth means uh, you, you want to discover about the poor. Uh, you you are, are concerned about the poor. So it also can mean understand the cause of the poor. But the wicked regards not to know. And so we, we must have this attitude of wanting to help everyone. In Galatians chapter 6. Starting in verse 10, it states plainly, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all. We must do good unto all, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So we, we must not forget the poor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we should remember the poor, and we should do all we can to help them. That is uh, God's way. And he expects those who, who claim to be believers to do that. And I'm being careful with my words there, but <laughs> who claim to be believers, because there's, there's people that claim to be believers and they don't want to help the poor. Galatians 2, verse 10. Only they, this is uh, what Shaul or Peter or Paul said. Galatians 2, verse 10. Only they would that we should remember the poor, the same which I also was forward to do. All right, so hopefully you understand how to seek the kingdom of God. You understand what the kingdom of God is. And if you have any other questions, please email me at canard at mercifulservantsofgod.com. May Yah bless and keep you. And Yah willing or God willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.